On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Friday, March 18th, Ian Cameron with you, ready to break down the Friday NHL card. Six games, few more games than we usually get on a Friday. Uh, looking forward to talking about them here on today's edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, of course, it was a busy Thursday uh, card last night. A lot of games. We'll recap those. Again, thank you to Brett McLean joining us uh, on the show as a guest yesterday. Did a great job. Cashed his first best bet ever on the Ice Guys show with the Philadelphia Flyers. Plus 155. Stepping up, rising up on uh, Claude Giroux night, if you will. Likely playing his final home game and likely final game ever with the Philadelphia Flyers last night in his thousandth NHL game. Flyers found a way. It wasn't pretty. They still sucked defensively at times. And if you watch that game, you know what I mean. Uh, but at the end of the day, they found a way. They got it done for their captain in a very momentous night, uh, beating Nashville uh, in that game. Uh, other results that we saw last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the uh, the Eric Schalgren story continues to uh, generate even more steam, uh, more momentum, if you will. Uh, another very fine performance in net from him leading the Leafs to a victory uh, over the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Uh, absolutely outstanding uh, job by him once again. He looks very calm and poised uh, in between the pipes right now for this Toronto team. And you definitely have to give him uh, a lot of credit for that. Playing with confidence. They've played pretty well in front of him as well, this Leaf team. Defensively, these two victories they've uh, had back-to-back against Dallas and Carolina. But certainly the Shalgren is stood tall in net for them, uh, leading them to another victory last night against uh, Carolina. And that's a a very good win for Toronto because uh, that Carolina team we know is very good. uh, And the Leafs, uh, we always say, are they capable of rising up, beating the best teams? They did that last night. Washington pummeling Columbus 7-2. That was the uh, easy one for me with the best bet on the uh, Capitals and the Blue Jackets over 6.5. Uh, I thought of all the games on the card yesterday that had the chance to be one of the more high scoring games. It was, uh, especially once it got confirmed that Jonas Corp, Jonas Corpusala was going to be in net for Columbus. I think that made that opinion even stronger that look, Washington was going to get theirs. And it was a question of, could you get enough from Columbus? And you did. In fact, you didn't even need anything from Columbus. Washington goes over the total all by themselves last night with that seven to two win uh, over the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, the Islanders with a mild upset. They were about plus 120 underdogs in the uh, Battle of New York against the uh, New York Rangers. They get the job done uh, with a two to one victory last night. Uh, credit, uh, by the way, to the uh, Islanders. And Anders Lee again scores. Boy, we had a good night with some of these props once again. I mean, we had multiple winners on the board. We had David Perron finding the back of the net for St. Louis. Cole Caulfield, I took him to score a goal. We had Anders Lee. 
Uh, you know, we had a decent showing there. Bjorkstrand got on the board for Columbus. Anthony Mantha, I mentioned him yesterday uh, for Washington to score. So uh, absolutely, uh, you know, solid result. Like, a, and, and over time, if you can hit on five or six goal score props in one night, even if you lose 10 or 11 or 12, chances are you're still going to turn a profit because the plus price return you're going to get on the winners is going to override anything you lose. So uh, that's always the goal. It's, you know, you can go six and 10 or six and 12 or seven and 13 with goal score props and be profitable. It's very possible. And so your goal is just to hit a handful uh, of all the props you make, you bet uh, and hope, and often it can be enough to lead you to profit. So that's always what you're looking to do with that. And again, we were able to cash in with a few of those last night, uh, just the other games quickly. So good win for the Islanders and uh, uh, two to one last night, the, the more I look at the Rangers, and we talked a little bit about this on the BetCast on Tuesday. Uh, I know John Massey certainly brought it up. He actually made the point that this Rangers team, they very are, they very much can be a one-line team at times. You know, if Zabanajad and Kreider and Panarin are not going for you, who else is? You know, Ryan Strom, not every game you get it from him. Alexi Lafreniere, we're still waiting for Alexi Lafreniere to really burst out here and show what he's capable of. And he shows you in glimpses here and there, but it's nothing steady. It's nothing consistent in terms of the production. You know, bottom of the lineup's not exactly lighting it up right now. Uh, I'm talking about your third and fourth line forwards for the Rangers. So, yeah, there's definitely some issues right now in terms of where are they going to get that offense from down the lineup a little bit. You know, a lot is uh, put on the shoulders of, you know, Zabanajad and Kreider in particular, those two. Uh, and oftentimes you're not getting as much lately from down the lineup for this Rangers team. Uh, other games last night, Pittsburgh pulls it out for me. I had them minus 120 uh, against St. Louis. They they survive in a shootout three to two. That would have been a tough beat, not a bad beat, but it would have been a tough beat for those of you that backed Pittsburgh last night, if the Penguins had lost that game because they controlled the play. They really did. Uh, Vili Huso was the main reason the St. Louis Blues got a point uh, in that game. Uh, and I think you're going to see, uh, you know, that continue to be the story for St. Louis, that as long as Vili Huso continues to play like he did last night, albeit in a losing effort, you know, he's going to probably get his share of starts down the stretch. Uh, when you talk about the uh, platoon going on for Craig Berube with him and Jordan Binnington right now uh, in that uh, L.A., wouldn't you know it? I did actually end up on San Jose for a small bet, but wouldn't you know it that as soon as, you know, we talk about San Jose owning L.A. and I took L.A. the last two times they played San Jose, San Jose beat him. And I didn't wouldn't didn't I just say this on the show yesterday, the moment I jumped chip here and take San Jose tonight watch LA come out and play a great game and that's what happened Kings with a very good shutout win albeit being shorthanded three nothing they take down the Sharks Edmonton six to one win over Buffalo that could have actually been even worse for Buffalo because you know Craig Anderson made an unbelievable you know raise the 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 the, the, the foot in the air raise a skate in the air to make a save on one of those Edmonton chances last night but it could have been worse actually for the Buffalo Sabres if not for Craig Anderson we got to give Mike Smith credit he hadn't played uh for a few games now and he stepped in and played a solid game in net for the uh, Edmonton Oilers but the team played well in front of him 6-1 Edmonton win. Uh, what about this one? A stunner in Van City, Detroit, who could, hasn't been able to get out of their own way, who hasn't been able to stop, uh, wouldn't even be able to stop, you know, the Ice Guys All-Stars, me, uh, Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, Terry Edelman, Vito. 
I mean, we put a team on the ice together uh, of ice guys, on-air people, and viewers and listeners. We probably could have scored some goals lately against this Detroit Red Wings team, the way they'd been playing defensively. Uh, but boy, last night they definitely stepped it up uh, at that end of the ice and a one nothing win and a good performance from the Delkovich. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux was pretty critical, though, of his team, just staying to the outside, staying to the periphery, uh, and not really getting to the slot area, not really getting inside position uh, on Detroit uh, in that game. And I think that's kind of true. If you look at it, Vancouver just wasn't mentally sharp from the beginning. It's it's a classic. We look past our opponent's spot, and you know it sometimes can happen to anybody, and it happened to the Canucks tonight. They know Detroit was just woeful going into last night, and I think Vancouver kind of said, "Well, we're just going to slide it. We're just going to roll out here on the ice. Uh, we're just going to try to mail it in with a half-ass effort and hope that gets it done because we're playing such a, t- a team that's just completely out of sorts right now." Well, this is the National Hockey League. It doesn't always work that way. If you don't bring the work ethic, if you don't bring the uh, uh, the ability to compete for loose pucks and battle and win one-on-one battles and get to the front of the net and and if you don't do all the things that the vancouver canucks clearly didn't do last night you could lose to anybody simple as that and definitely we saw that on full display uh against uh detroit last night in the one nothing loss uh and then of course you've got colorado and san jose or no that's tonight sorry you got florida and vegas i'm looking at today's board florida vegas the final game last night of course our colleague andrew mcginnis was there uh, on his Vegas trip in T-Mobile Arena for that game last night. And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights get a much-needed win, 5-3. Again, still playing without a ton of key personnel on that team right now, but they overcame it. They had a good game. Uh, you know, they, they found some offense finally, uh, and uh, they did a pretty on- admirable job against, we know it's a very explosive Florida team and a much-needed win for the uh, Golden Knights who are at the point now where they're barely hanging on for the second wild-card spot uh, in the Western Conference. So being it, and, and like there's a boatload of teams that are right behind them, Dallas and Winnipeg and Vancouver, uh, among others. So to be able to get Anaheim, uh, all, uh, all those teams. So to be able to get that uh, win was significant. Florida, yeah, they couldn't make a pass. Florida's looked totally average in this on this road trip. And that's concerning to me. Like if I'm Andrew Brunette, I got to re- reel this thing in in a hurry and find our way to get my team to a level on the road that they seem to play with at home because right now there is some kind of contrast between the performance we're seeing from Florida at home compared to on the road. Um, I find defensively they they break down a little bit more away from home. I find, you know, their offensive execution and their precision, particularly with power play chances, hasn't been good on this road trip. The LA game, the San Jose game where they're life and death to get past a very, uh, weak Sharks team uh, the other night uh, and, you know, very fortunate to do so. And then again, last night, you know, you're facing a depleted, shorthanded, struggling, reeling Vegas team. uh, And you basically breathe new life and confidence into them with just a rather, you know, blah performance overall. And and this is definitely something that uh, you got to fix here. If you're Florida, I mean, you're going to have to find your way to win playoff games on the road. Not every game is going to be in uh, sunrise, Florida. Uh, on your way to the Stanley Cup final. So uh, very interesting uh, to see how Florida continues to just have these uh, ra- these moments where they look ordinary, and most of the time it's been on the road. So, uh, But a good win for Vegas. Let's give them the credit because they earned the credit. Uh, they got uh, everybody stepping up in the lineup last night, uh, and they get a nice win against uh, Florida 5-3. All right, that was Thursday. 
This is Friday. So let's get into the Friday card. Six games on tap. Let's start with the Philadelphia Flyers taking on the Ottawa Senators. We've got Ottawa minus 140 to minus 150 uh, home favorites here uh, in this game. Uh, the total right now, six, six and a half pretty much across the board uh, in this one. I'm already on the Ottawa Senators here uh, in this game. Now, look, I'll be the first to admit the line's gone up. I mean, if you got, uh, got, got in on this early, good on you. You probably made the right choice. But now we're seeing minus 140 to minus 150 uh, at most spots. But this is a clear bet on versus bet against spot for me. The bet on spot is Ottawa probably playing better than their last two games would indicate. You know, they lost to Columbus. They lost to Arizona in their last two games. The Arizona game in particular, like, look, they're all over the Coyotes. Wedgwood was good. The puck just was not going in that night for the Ottawa Senators. But you can't tell me they played a horrendous game, even in a loss against Arizona. It was one of those crazy games where uh, you basically had uh, Arizona, everything they shot, you know, toward the net went in against Gustafson, who's not very good, by the way. Uh, and in Ottawa, just these boatload of chances, just tons of pressure on Wedgwood. And oftentimes the puck just wasn't going in. Uh, for the Ottawa Senators in that game. But they played well enough to win. They deserved a better fate. They deserved the two points against Arizona, even though they didn't get it. I don't think they played as poorly as the final score would indicate against uh, Columbus either. And now they get this Philadelphia Flyers team on the second of back-to-back games off the emotion of last night where Claude Giroux is honored before the game, his 1,000th NHL game, and what probably was his final game as a Philadelphia Flyer, uh, considering he is probably going to be dealt likely to Colorado or Florida. Uh, any time now uh, between now and the Monday deadline. Uh, and from what it looks like, they're just going to hold him back and keep him in Philly until this trade gets done. He didn't even make the trip to Ottawa for this game tonight against the Senators, so he won't be in the lineup uh, for Philly tonight. And then you look at everything that went in the last night. You know, you had a back-and-forth game with Nashville, a pretty good Nashville team. You're down 4-3 in the third period. You tie it, and then you get the game winner with barely over a minute left, and you win 5-4, and you send Claude Giroux, your beloved captain, out on a high. And before the game, they have the you know the ritual of, you know usually it's the coach or one of the players. They read off the lineup card, and they, starting tonight, you know, uh, Lawton, Giroux, you know, Couturier, uh, you know, they rhyme off the name, Provorov on defense. Ristolainen on defense, in net for us. Hart, Carter Hart, you know, they always have a coat, the coach or one of the players usually, you know, announce the lineup card in the dressing room before the game. It's a way to get everybody pumped up, fired up, you know, ready and dialed in. Uh, last night for Claude Giroux's 1,000th game, they brought in his father, his dad, his papa. Papa Giroux came into the dressing room before the game, and he rhymed off the uh, – uh, the, the names of all the players in the starting lineup before the game. And then he gave a hug to his son, Claude Giroux, and it was just a wonderful moment. Of course, they go out there, they battle through some ups and downs. They have the early lead. Uh, Nashville comes back. Nashville takes the lead. Then Philly comes back, ties it, and wins the game. And then you have the big, you know, skating the lap or two around the uh, ice surface there. Claude Giroux with his teammates at the end, crowd giving him a standing ovation. And now you got to come back and play tonight. Uh, against Ottawa after all that. I mean, it's just, uh, it's handicapping 101. It's a brutal spot and situation for Philadelphia. Now, Ottawa isn't without concerns tonight uh, in this game. They've got some injuries. Thomas Shabbat out for the year is so heartbreaking to see that. He's had a good season, and obviously he'll be missed on the blue line. You got to fill those minutes. He plays in every situation. He's terrific at both ends of the ice. He moves the puck, gets the offense started, north south transition. 
He's very good in his own end as well. You miss all of that. Timmy Stutzla's day-to-day with an injury as well. We'll see if he plays. Uh, they were hoping to have Drake Batherson back tonight, but it uh, looks like they might hold him out for at least another game. Uh, Tim, Tim Stutzla may still play, uh, by the way, the lower body injury. They're saying a game-time decision for him. So, look, there's uh, a lot of um, issues here and concerns that I've got uh, with uh, Ottawa's health right now going into this game, but – I still look at this as I don't I, I don't want to say Philly's laying down tonight and they're just going to get absolutely crushed. But this is just not a spot I trust Philadelphia to show up and be their best after all the emotion of last night. And certainly with Mr. Beachball in net, Martin Jones, I haven't even gotten to that till now. Martin Jones in net tonight for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers on this second of back to back games. So uh, when I look at this here, it's um, it's a it's a, it's a situation. It's a strong situational bet for me with Ottawa doesn't mean it's going to win, but, you know, the one thing, like I said about Ottawa, is the, the, the effort's been better than their results in their last few games would indicate. They played well enough against Columbus. They dominated Arizona. They should have won that game. I know they're only 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games, but you're going to talk about Philadelphia trying to ramp up again after last night. I think that's going to be extremely difficult for them to do that. So uh, I'm going to look toward uh, Philly, or sorry, Ottawa rather, minus one uh, if you, uh, minus one forties are still out there, so I would go with that. And I'm also jumping on the team total over three and a half for Ottawa. As soon as I see uh, Martin Jones in net, that's all I needed to know. Uh, so I'm going to do two Ottawa bets here. I got minus one twenty five on Ottawa earlier, minus one forty. I still recommend them at the price, fifteen cents worse uh, approximately, but I still recommend Ottawa. And I'm going to go with the Senators team total uh, over three and a half here in this one. Uh, again, tough spot here for the Flyers after. Uh, the uh, magical night that it was for what's soon to be their former captain, uh, Claude Giroux. All right, next up, we've got Washington and Carolina. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes minus 160, uh, home favorites, six the total. Uh, in this one, of course, Carolina and Washington both enter this game on a back-to-back. They both played last night. Washington victorious, 7-2 over Columbus. Carolina losing to Toronto, 3-2. Uh, look, 36 to 21, and there was a point in the first period that the shots were 12-2 in favor of Carolina. I mean, Kakalaki was all over uh, Toronto in their in, in the in the offensive zone uh, in the uh, first period, but they ran into this young kid who's just been magnificent in two games, uh, Eric Schalgren here for uh, the Leafs, and uh, Carolina couldn't solve him. Now there are some injury notes to be aware of for Carolina coming into this game. Jordan Stahl only played 15 minutes last night uh, against Toronto, left that game due to injury, and we've got some question marks now about whether he's going to be. Uh, available tonight. Although what we've noticed here early in the day is that we have not seen Jordan Stahl on the injury report. So uh, the assumption is he's obviously, it's not as bad as we think he might, he might play tonight. That's what I'm going to assume because uh, you don't see him listed on the uh, injury report right now for this uh, Carolina team. They've got him slotted in the uh, third line center spot. So uh, which is his normal position. So it's looking right now, like we probably are going to see Jordan Stahl in net for the, uh, or not in that on the ice, I should say, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, they've also got a, a couple other injuries, including Martin Nuke. He suffered an injury last night against uh, Toronto. He's day to day. It didn't look good. And look, three. He only got three goals, seven assists from him. But he's a very good defensive forward. So you'll miss that component uh, of his game and what he brings to the Hurricanes uh, on a nightly basis. The good news is Tony D'Angelo, someone that's really been impressive. Since joining the Hurricanes, he's had his head on straight, no shenanigans, no, you know, no, no problem child issues for him here in Carolina like he had with the New York Rangers. He's fit in nicely. He's been a good player for them. 
but he's been out for a period of time, and there's a chance we might get Tony D'Angelo back for the uh, Hurricanes on the blue line tonight. And what a nice addition that would be uh, for them if he's able to suit up. He's had a very the solid season for the uh, Hurricanes. Nine goals, 31 assists. He's put up 40 points in 43 games. We're talking about a guy that's almost a point-per-game uh, producer from the back end this year for Carolina. That's how solid he has been uh, for this team. So there is a chance that we do get uh, D'Angelo back on the uh, ice tonight for the Hurricanes, which would be a nice boost uh, for them. Washington, a nice 7-2 to win. It's kind of like that s- typical situation, though, where Washington's playing better. 6-1 and one their last seven, but you have a good team off a satisfying blowout win, taking on a good team, coming off a frustrating loss, and they're at home, I'm going to lean to the team that's off the loss and at home. And when push comes to shove, in spite of Washington playing better hockey lately, I still think Carolina is better than them. I'll look to Carolina in regulation here tonight. Keep in mind, TJ Oshie, uh, he may not play tonight. He suffered a lower body injury Thursday night against Columbus early in the third period. Uh, and uh, look, it's, he's had uh, all kinds of issues staying healthy this year, Oshi. It's a shame because when he's been on the ice, we see what he's done. 20 points this year in 28 games uh, for the Capitals, uh, but a chance he may not play tonight uh, in this one. But I like Carolina in regulation. It's like likely going to be a backup battle. Uh, Samsona, and Samsonov's the backup right now. That's all there is to, to it for Washington. There's no doubt Vitek Vanacek has supplanted him at least for now, uh, as the number one goalie for Peter Laviolette with the Capitals. And on the flip side, you're going to have Antti Ranta in net for Carolina after Freddie Anderson started last night. Uh, I give the edge to Ranta a little bit. Ranta's been better lately for Carolina. I don't trust Samsonov. I like Carolina around even money here in regulation. And I, I do like the over a little bit, simply because Washington's gone over the total in six straight games Six straight overs for Washington. Series history-wise, by the way, both teams are profitable to the over this year when they play on the second of back-to-back games. And then from a series history standpoint, uh, we've got uh, 3-0-1 to the over in the last four meetings here in Carolina between the Capitals and the Hurricanes. So uh, give me Carolina in regulation, and I'm going to go ahead with over six again. I think I like the side a little bit more than the total in this game, but... uh, I think that the overs could still get there. And just in case Ronta has one of those subpar games, which he's had at times, he's been better lately, and that could open up the uh, the gates to uh, some goals being scored. And I think Carolina will find the back of the net tonight. They pressure Washington's defense, you know, for playing a second night of back-to-back on the road, like they brought the pressure against the Leafs and forechecked very well against them last night. They bring something similar tonight, tonight against Washington. They will, I think, find the back of the net against the Capitals here uh, in this game. All right, we've got Boston and Winnipeg. Next game on tap. Even money both sides, minus 110, total six uh, across the board uh, in this one. This is another over for me uh, in this game, Bruins and Jets. Uh, I, I, I lean Boston. I don't like betting against Boston off a loss. I don't. And obviously they're off one here against uh, Minnesota, 4-2, uh, losing to the Wild on Wednesday night, the TNT uh, national television game. Uh the one concern, though, for Boston, and it's a grave concern, is not having Patrice Bergeron uh, for this game. Obviously, he's out. Uh, arm infection won't play tonight. So going to be some juggling of the lineup here for tonight for uh, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, he's going to end up putting, uh, with all due respect to Tomas Noshek uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins, Tomas Noshek uh, is you know a pretty uh, solid player. But uh, you go from Patrice Bergeron to Tomas Noshek on the uh, top line, that's a that that's a downgrade. 
that's a downgrade. And uh, Thomas Tomas Noshek is not a top line centerman usually, but look, they're going to give him that opportunity tonight here uh, to be on that spot for the uh, Bruins here uh, tonight in the absence of uh, Bergeron. Uh, he'll be in between. It looks like, uh, yeah, actually, no, they're going to actually switch it. Or it, it was going to be him initially. I guess Cassidy's changed his mind because at morning skate, they got Jack Studnika uh, up there uh, with DeBrusque and Marchand on the top line. Hall, Howla, Posternock, the second line, still Frederick Coyle, and the red hot, piping hot, Craig Smith, who cashed another goal scorer prop with him Wednesday night uh, against Minnesota. Even though the Bruins lost, he sco- uh, Craig Smith scored one of the goals uh, in that game. Uh, yeah, Craig Smith, goal scorer prop. Yep, you know I'm betting that again, of course. Uh, the numbers have just been ridiculous for him of late. Uh, so, uh, and I think you're going to see him contribute to the scoring once again. I mean, uh, I'll bring, I'll, I'll show you what I'll mention what he's been doing here lately. Craig Smith since March 3rd against Vegas. And look, he had a big goal scoring drought prior to that March 3rd game. But since the March 3rd game against Vegas, we have seen in the last seven games, Craig Smith has scored eight goals. So he has scored eight goals in the last seven games. It's actually had more goals than games played recently uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. So, that's a must uh, for me uh, in terms of goal scorer props tonight. Uh, Craig Smith to find the back of the net. Again, the thing with Bergeron is, yeah, we miss him on the top line. What else does he, it's not, and it's not just offense. That's the first thing whenever a forward is out and a center is out. Oh, we're going to miss them offensively. Well, you're going to miss one of the better, best, one of the absolute best defensive centers uh, in the NHL. He's going to hurt, his absence hurts defensively. For Boston, it hurts in terms of puck possession because who's out there winning critical faceoffs for you during the course of a game? Oh yeah, number thirty-seven, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, that's who. So uh, definitely, I think when you look at it, you're going to miss his offense, going to miss his presence on the top line. Another player, Bergeron, that plays in all situations, five on five, even strength, power play, penalty kill, all those situations. But you're going to miss the defensive component that he always brings to this hockey team. And you look at the goaltending, uh, Linus Allmark continues to be up and down uh, to me uh, this season for the uh, uh, Bruins. I'm actually a little bit surprised he's starting tonight instead of uh, Jeremy Swayman, but it is going to be Linus Allmark for the Bruins. And you've got Connor Hellebuck, and we've talked about uh, for Winnipeg, and we've talked about Connor Hellebuck for a while now. Um, you know, he's, he's Connor Hellebuck is not right. He's struggling mightily at the moment. Uh, even in the game against, uh, Vegas, uh, actually, I think it was, was it Brossois that, or was it, uh, no, it was, uh, it was Hellebuck. Brossois was playing for Vegas. What am I talking about? It was Hellebuck for, uh, Winnipeg. It wasn't Eric Comrie that night. It was Hellebuck. He played a little bit better. Actually 38 shots. He faced, he allowed three goals on 38 shots. That's not bad. It was actually a step up for Hellebuck, but still prior to that, it's a guy that's been giving up goals in bunches and you got to face, you know, a very capable Bruin team, uh, you look at Hellebuck actually going back to February 25th, he has given up at least three goals in every start. Like we're talking about that Vegas game where they won seven, three, like it was su- uh, some great performance and he still gave up three goals and he has given up at least three goals in net for the Winnipeg jets in seven consecutive starts. Uh, the over has cashed. Let me see the, o- the over is six and one uh, in those seven starts as well. So the over is six and one uh, in Connor Hellebuck's, Last seven starts in net for the Winnipeg Jets. So that's why I'm gravitating toward the over here tonight uh, in this game. I lean toward Boston. I don't, I like them off a loss. You always think that in the back of your mind, 
team steps up in the first game without, you know, one of your leaders, one of your best players. Uh, we saw it with Austin Matthews out for two games. Did the Leafs miss him? No, they dug down uh, and found ways to win. Uh, it happens a lot. You know, it really does. First game without a key player and everyone uh, digs in and plays well. And you could see that for the Bruins. I definitely lean Boston, but I'm probably going to stick to the over here uh, in this one and just go with that. Uh, and, uh, and a few props. Kyle Connor, you're right. Goal in five straight games. I'm not going to tell anyone. Like, you're not getting the great prices anymore. You're getting plus 120, plus 140. Max, for the most part, on Kyle Connor to score a goal. I'd still be interested in Adam Lowry. I, I've mentioned Adam Lowry a bunch lately, and it's so true. Like, he's scored one, two, three, four, five goals uh, in the uh, last 10 games or so for the uh, Jets. Uh, he's getting chances. He's getting shots on goal, and you can get just an incredible price for him to find the back of the net uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. And, you know, he has been making an impact lately for them. So in terms of uh, goal scoring here, Adam Lowry, I think, is an option. Connor's on a roll right now, even though the value is not great. So there's definitely some decent options here from the Winnipeg side as well uh, in terms of uh, goal scoring props. Maybe go with Ehlers. Ehlers is starting to heat up now. It took him a while uh, coming back from injury. Uh, he's got three points in the last two games. You could go register a point on Ehlers. You could get him maybe to score a goal, bet him uh, in terms of the goal score prop because he's uh, found the back of the net now in back-to-back games against St. Louis and Vegas. Uh, again, three points in the last two games. You can bet him to score a point. Could even be a little uh, adventurous here, go over one and a half points uh, on Ehlers, get a huge plus price uh, on that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, like the over here in this game, uh, in this one. Yeah, it's just that it's that kind of week for Sim. Uh, I'd love it too for, you know, Jimmy and Alex and Andrew to be here. But Jimmy's busy as hell. We're days away from the trade deadline. He's got a ton of articles he's got to do on a daily basis. It's hard for him to squeeze if you know escape and find some time andrew's in vegas you know on a trip i'm not going to bother him uh too much when he's away uh, and he's got things that he's doing while he's there and alex has this thing going on with his apartment where they're drilling and they're making a shit ton of noise he's barely even able to stay in his own apartment and function right now uh at the moment let alone do a show from there so yeah i mean it just is what it is that's why it's me today but we're gonna have a veto on tomorrow we're gonna have uh jake hahn is joining us again uh, he's been on the show a couple of times. Jay Khan and Vito will be joining me tomorrow uh, on the Ice Guys show for the uh, Saturday edition. Vito will be back on Sunday as well. So we've got that going on. Um, I will I will have to miss, believe it or not, a couple shows next week uh, for the Ice Guys because I'm going to San Antonio. I'm flying there next Thursday. I already know I'm not going to be on the show that day. I'm probably not going to be on Friday either uh, next week. But I'm open to be on uh, every show until I leave the following Thursday after that. So next Saturday in San Antonio, next Sunday, and then the Monday, the Tuesday, and the Wednesday, the following week when I'm still there in San Antonio, I'm expecting to be on this show. That's the plan. So I'm only hoping to miss a couple. So uh, that's the way, that's basically uh, our uh, schedule right now uh, for the uh, show moving forward. But yeah, it's just one of those crazy weeks, you know, someone's away on, you know, out of town. Someone's got, you know, people just making noise in the apartment. And Jimmy's just swamped with work right now and writing responsibilities and articles. Uh, so it is what it is. So that's why it's just me today to answer your question. But appreciate it. And and uh, I, and I'm glad you appreciate them, uh, definitely. All right, next up, as we continue along here, Buffalo taking on Calgary. We've got the uh, Calgary Flames minus 400 home favorites, six, six and a half the total uh, in this game. 
A um, lot of money coming in on the Flames. And um, it's funny because the money came in on Buffalo against Edmonton. You know, the price actually went down on the uh, on the um, money line there on the uh, Edmonton Oilers. There was some money coming in on the uh, Buffalo Sabres yesterday uh, in that game. Uh, and it ended up being a situation where you looked at it and you said, wow, the money's coming in on uh, Buffalo here. Uh, and yet, what did it end up? Six to one Edmonton. You know, all that mo- Buffalo money was dead wrong. Uh, in that game. And now after seeing the six, one loss to the Oilers last night, now the betting markets are flooding in, pouring in against Buffalo tonight because Calgary opened minus three forty. I'm seeing the minus 400 and even higher than that now uh, in a lot of places. So uh, definitely a factor. Yeah. Mike Smith probably was part of that. Uh, wouldn't ar- I wouldn't uh, uh, argue with that. That's probably part of the reason why we saw the money come in on Buffalo a little bit. I don't want any piece of Buffalo tonight if Dustin Tokarski's in net, and I'm pretty sure it is going to be him uh, because Craig Anderson was in last night, and it's he's had really had a tough time. He was better against L.A. in his last start, but this is a guy still giving up three, kind of like Hellebuck right now for Winnipeg. It's happening with Tokarski for Buffalo. He's given up three-plus goals in pretty much every start right now. Uh, if he's in net, I would, I would look to the over here, six-and-a-half in this game with uh, Buffalo and Calgary. Uh, again, Calgary could do the heavy lifting with this total, and they probably will. I think it's fair to say Calgary sh- should be able to get to at least four goals tonight against Tokarski if he's in net in the Sabres team. They scored six in a 6-3 win against New Jersey. And oftentimes when you see Calgary play you know, these lesser teams at home, more of a track meet. Uh, that's what I've noticed, been a little bit more of a track meet here for Calgary. Look at the 5-4 game with Montreal that they played uh, on home ice. You know, a little bit more of an up-and-down affair uh, in that game. New Jersey, uh, in their last game uh, on Wednesday night, 6-3 to three was the final score in that game. I don't want to say they fall asleep defensively against the lesser teams, but I think they're more willing to not be as, you know, emphasize, em, you know, em, you know, they don't emphasize quite as much, you know, just this lockdown defensive type of play. So, you know, in this game tonight, I think Calgary can get four or five. You get a couple from Buffalo, there's your over. And I think that's the way I'm going to go about it. I, I'd lean Calgary puck line as well. I'd lean Calgary team total over, but you're not getting value with that. The one thing that does concern you is Calgary at times has been prone to either let down spots or look ahead spots. They have been prone at times to those. Keep in mind, they beat Colorado. They beat Edmonton. Huge games back-to-back. They lost the next time out against Washington. Uh, keep that in mind. So, you know, you worry about some of these situations like that. You know, they have the big win against Minnesota. Back-to-back big wins against Minnesota. You know, February 26th, March 1st, 7-3, to 5-1 wins back-to-back against the Wild. And then the very next game against Montreal at home, they lose 5-4 in overtime. They have been prone to these kind of situations. And obviously, it's a little bit of a bigger game tomorrow night playing Vancouver inside your own division compared to the Buffalo Sabres tonight. So you do have to factor that in and keep that in mind a little bit. So um, I I do worry. What are we going to get from Buffalo to help us out with this over? But at the same time, the Calgary team totals no bargain. It's four and a half. The puck line, you know, you got to lay a price with that. Minus 160 on the puck line. Are you kidding me? I mean, you talk about not getting a whole lot of value. So uh, I'd make a case for the over, um, a lukewarm case uh, in this one. Because, look, we've seen now Calgary against Montreal, against New Jersey in these games where, you know, lesser competition, they're not totally shutting these teams down. And Buffalo does have a good top line. They don't have a whole lot going for them after that, after Tuck uh, Skinner and um, Thompson 
you know, and Ocposo once in a while chips in uh, offensively, same with Cousins, but, you know, they do have a very good top line that's capable of uh, getting the uh, offense going for them tonight in a game like this, where again, Calgary's got bigger fish to fry tomorrow night when they play Vancouver. So that could lead to Buffalo, the door being left open, left ajar for Buffalo to get some uh, goals tonight. And Calgary should take care of the rest against the Sabres team, especially if Tokarski's in net. So definitely siding with the over here with the uh, Sabres and the Flames. All right, we got Florida and Anaheim next up. Uh, by the way, props. Yes, Cali Yarncroke. Thank you for reminding me. Cali Yarncroke, goal scorer, prop. Mangiapani, Lindholm, the usual suspects for Calgary. I'll look at goal scorer props with them. For Buffalo, I'd stick to Thompson, Skinner. Uh, Tuck, those guys, uh, in term, and maybe a little sprinkle on Ogposo because he snuck up there too as well and, and found the back of the net at times for the Sabres in recent games. All right, Florida, Anaheim. We've got Florida minus 215, minus 220, road favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. I don't think I'm going to be involved um, in this one, certainly not from a side perspective. I've seen enough on this road trip from Florida to say I'm not ready to lay this or, or take this team again on the road. Team totals, money line, regulation line, puck line. I'm not interested in taking anything with them uh, right now on this road trip with what I've seen. They're just going through the motions. And look, they are off a loss now. So, you know, I guess in theory you'd expect better, but they were off a loss to L.A. And then they played San Jose, who's worse than Anaheim. And life or death to win that game, and they needed overtime to escape. And, you know, the defensive details of their game have not been great on this road trip. They've had some mistakes. They've been in the penalty box a lot, which has been not good. I'm sure Andrew Burnett's worried about that. Uh, I have, you know, just their offensive execution and precision has not been at a level uh, that we think it needs to be uh, going into this one. So, you know, when I look at this here with the uh, Panthers and the Ducks, um, I'm not ready to get back Florida in this game at the same time for Anaheim, they're off a road trip first game home. That's never a bet on spot and a road trip where they were just absolutely awful. So they're not playing good hockey. They've lost five straight games. It was a terrible road trip. They lose to Chicago, Nashville, New Jersey, Islanders, Rangers in five consecutive games. Not good. Now they're returning home. They're also shorthanded a little bit, especially up front. Jakob Silverberg, Sam Steele, Ricard Raquel, Maxime Comtois got injured in the last game of that uh, road trip uh, for the Anaheim Ducks. Ryan Getzlaff, the captain, remains out for them. I mean, that's a significant amount of personnel missing uh, at the forward spot right now for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And the li likely to be traded before the deadline, Hampus Lindholm, uh, one of their key defensemen, he's not playing tonight. They're sitting him out with the potential of a trade uh, about to go down involving him uh, in this game tonight. So, uh, just a lot of issues right now with Anaheim, and I'm not trusting them from a side perspective in this game either. So that has me right now passing on this game. I'm just seeing John Gibson confirmed in net for Anaheim. If that's the case, at if and it looks like he is confirmed. Uh, to, I'm just looking at it. I think it just got confirmed just recently. I've got to consider Florida team total over three and a half and a full game over split with him in net. I just have to. He's been horrendous. He's lost his confidence. He's lost his swagger, John Gibson. It's not been good for him. You know, at least with Anthony Stolarz, he's given you, you know, a couple of good starts here and there, even though he's been kind of inconsistent. When's the last time John Gibson had a great game where, you know, one goal allowed on 30 shots, two goals allowed on 34 shots? Where is that game? 
Where is that game from John Gibson? He has basically, you chart John Gibson's game log going all the way back to February 11th. So this is over a month of extended struggles for John Gibson. Here's what we've got for him. He gave up four to Seattle. He gave up four to Calgary. He gave up seven to Edmonton, four to Vancouver, four to LA, three to Boston, five to Vegas, five to Chicago, three to Nashville, four to the Islanders, and four to the Rangers. He is giving up three goals minimum in pretty much every start since February the 11th. And in fact, in all but two of those starts, he's given up at least four goals. He's got issues right now. He's just not playing well, John Gibson, at the moment for this uh, Anaheim Ducks team. So now with him confirmed in net, this is definitely going to be a Manson traded as well as Alex 77 in the chat points out. That's one of your more stable, steady, stay at home, good defenseman, knocks people down in front of the net, clears the front of the net, good body position, active stick, physical. Like I say, if someone's trying to get a loose puck in front of the net, in front of the goaltender, Josh Manson knocks them down on their can, puts them on their keister. You know, you like defensemen like that. Uh, and oftentimes Anaheim doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't always have that with the rest of that group. Uh, you know, when you look at them one through six. So uh, now with Gibson confirmed, Florida team total over three and a half minus 140 now becomes appealing to me. Uh, and certainly the full game over might get in play because, you know, yeah, Anaheim at home could find the back of the net a couple of times. It's not like Florida has been uh, locking people down defensively here on this road trip so far. So uh, I'm interested now. Florida team total over three and a half full game over six and a half here, which you can get plus 100 uh, around even money. All right. Final game of this. Uh, and by the way, for props. Barkov over one and a half points is starting to cool down a bit. You know, it's actually a very quiet game from him last night against Vegas, but maybe you go back to the well one more time with that. Marchment, Verhage, you got to go with Verhage. He's a, one of the hottest goal scorers right now for Florida. There's no question. Carter Verhage has been very good. He scored again last night uh, against the uh, Golden Knights, even though they lost. Uh, definitely keep an eye on that. So, uh, uh, Florida, a uh, couple props there that I'll probably be looking at in that game. All right, Colorado, San Jose. We've got Colorado minus 260 to minus 270, even minus 280 in a few spots here. Massive road favorites uh, in the Shark Tank. Uh, the total, six and a half here across the board. I don't have much on this. I mean, Colorado, do I want to lay this price with Colorado in this situation? Not really. Uh, they should win this game, clearly. Uh, but still, you know, they're without Sam Gerrard, Byram on the blue line, Landeskog's out until early May. You know, they've won two in a row against Calgary and L.A. Uh, and look, San Jose may not score in this game because Darcy Kemper's on a uh, two-game shutout streak going into this game tonight against the uh, Sharks. He's played terrific. Third, 23 saves against the Kings, shutting them out 3 nothing. 46 saves was magnificent. It was one of his absolute best games of the year. 46 saves, shutting out Calgary 3 nothing uh, on Sunday uh, last weekend. So, yeah, Darcy Kemper, who we'd expect to be in net here for Colorado, uh, definitely has been solid in net uh, for the uh, Avalanche uh, of late, and he keeps that up. You know, it's going to be tough for uh, them to uh, score here, uh, this uh, team, and find the uh, back of the net, uh, San Jose, in this game. So that's the challenge. We did see San Jose. They're also on a back-to-back, -back, so it's a rest advantage for Colorado. In fact, they've had two days off since playing in L.A., and now you've got San Jose coming in here, back-to-back, -back, third uh, game in four nights for the Sharks as well. So it's a significant rest advantage uh, for them uh, in this game. You know what? I'll lean Colorado puck line minus one and a half, minus 110. 
I'm looking at the schedule ahead for Colorado. Problem is, the next their, their, their next game isn't until Monday, March 21st, the day of the trade deadline, by the way. And they host Edmonton. It is Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl, and the Oilers, you know, team they're battling with for positioning. You know, is is that is that enough of a look ahead? I'd feel I'd feel probably more concerned about the look ahead for Colorado if that Edmonton game was tomorrow, you know, if instead of Monday. Like you've got two days off. I don't buy into that necessarily. To me, they're just too good for San Jose. San Jose's in a tough situation here uh, with, um, you know, San Jose's in a tough situation here on the second of back-to-back games, third and four nights. You know, who are they going to go to in net tonight? It's probably going to be Zach Sachenko. I mean, they saw the return of uh, James Reimer last night against LA, and he played well uh, in his return. Give him credit for that. Uh, but probably going to have to turn to Zach Sachenko now uh, on the second of back-to-back games. Aiden Hill remains out, so it's probably going to be uh, the young 24-year-old Zach Sachenko, whose numbers aren't great so far, 3.11 goals against average, 9-11 save percentage. That being said, he's off a victory in his last start against L.A., 4-3, uh, and he played pretty well in that game. You know, three, uh, 36, uh, 36 shots faced and only gave up three goals uh, to the L.A. Kings in that game. So, yeah, I mean, but I don't – I got to see more – from Sachenko, I mean, it was definitely his best game yet, but keep in mind he had struggles prior to that. We'll see if he can uh, keep rolling here tonight in this one against a, a very good Colorado team, which is obviously going to be a test. Uh, I lean to the puck line, Colorado. Uh, from a total standpoint, this actually could stay under, uh, and I, I don't bet a ton of unders. I'm not good with unders. I bet an under, it goes over. I've said that for years. That's the way it works too many times for me. I'm just snake bit with unders, but if I was to bet an under in this card, this might be the game. Because one thing we see with Colorado, we saw it against L.A., we saw it with Calgary last Sunday. When they get a lead, and you got to think Colorado's going to be playing from ahead, you know, for uh, extended parts of this game. When they get a lead now, they're shutting it down. You know, they're tightening it up on defense. They're, you know, they're helping out their goalie. They're not necessarily, you know, chasing more goals when they have a two or three goal lead. You know, we're seeing that routinely right now with Colorado. So this game could actually slow down if uh, Colorado gets a lead. So. I'd lean Avs puck line, and I would lean Avs uh, un- and Sharks under six and a half as well. As far as the uh, props go, um, I thought we were going to see something out of Tomas Hurdle last night, and so did Brett. Uh, we thought, you know, he signed the big contract extension. It's a chance to showcase, you know, why you got paid the way, uh, the amount you got paid, why you got the eight years that you did uh, last night against LA, your first game after signing that big extension. And we saw pretty much zip from him and that San Jose offense last night. But uh, I'm tempted to come back to the well. I'd like it more to come back to the well with hurdle props tonight if they were playing a worse team. Obviously, they're playing a very good Colorado team and they're playing Kemper, who's had back to back shutouts. It's not like this is a, the game or the spot or the opponent or the goalie right now that you're facing that you want to say, yeah, let's load up on hurdle props. Let's load up on San Jose Sharks props. You know, it doesn't feel like it's that kind of spot tonight to do that. So uh, just some thoughts in my mind regarding our hurdle, but maybe keep an eye on a hurdle after this game tonight, when they step down in class, they face a, maybe a little bit of a weaker team. Maybe then you'll want to jump in with hurdle props for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, in their next game. All right, great stuff. That is the Friday NHL card. We thank everybody in the chat as always for joining us. I know there's a lot of college basketball going on, keeping people preoccupied, but uh, and the NCAA tournament, but we appreciate you guys joining us each and every day here on the Ice Guys Show, the only seven days a week. 
NHL hockey betting show there is. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, and before we get to best bets to wrap up the show, a reminder about DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, great partners with THPN and the Ice Guys, and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, they're giving you your shot to win big. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for Best Bets now to uh, wrap up uh, this edition uh, of the Ice Guys for a Friday. Uh, my best bet, I'm going to do it here. Even You're getting a little bit of a worse price. I'll be the first to admit, uh, is it a great value? Is it a great price? No, it isn't right now, but we're going to take it anyway. Uh, even after the 20, 25 cent move that we've seen, Ottawa Senators minus 140 uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I like the situation. Uh, Philly, Philadelphia, obviously, last night, um, very, very emotional night for them with Claude Giroux uh, in his thousandth game and probably his final game as a Philadelphia Flyer. Now you're on a back to back. You've got the sieve known as Martin Jones. Uh, in net, Mr. Beach Ball. You got an Ottawa team that, yeah, they're struggling. This is their perfect opportunity for a win. Shabbat being out, you know, unfortunate. And um, obviously, they're going to maybe be without Stutzla as well. But I think they overcome that tonight. Sometimes that first game without one of your best players like a Shabbat, you all step up, you, you all rise to the occasion, you play better uh, in that first game without your key player. I think Ottawa will do that. And I thought they deserved better results than they got in their last two games. They could have beaten Columbus. That was an even game. They lost. They dominated Arizona. They deserved the two points. They deserved the win in that game, uh, but they lost. I think now tonight they get their win. Ottawa minus 140 uh, against Philadelphia for my best bet for this Friday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder. The Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday, noon Eastern to tee up a huge Saturday NHL betting card right here on the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.